You are listening to Purpose Over Perfection, hosted by me, Adrienne Freely. I am here to encourage you, to enlighten you, uplift you, support you, love you through everything. I am a blogger on adriannereely.com. I talk about everything food, faith, motherhood, and working from home as a mom. I am so excited to dive into season two. Okay, so my most common thing I'm asked is all about Rosalie's birth story and I was gonna write a blog post about this and I was like oh my goodness this is not gonna be as exciting as if I were to do a podcast on it because I feel like you can hear my emotion you can hear me laughing at some parts and really just I don't know I find that this would be so much more fun to tell in a podcast um I have already done um Zendaya and Maverick's uh birth stories and pregnancy stories and like told you how I got their names and now it's time for Rosalie's which is my third born So to make sure you guys are all on the same page, I found out I was pregnant um, the second week into January and I was doing a practicum for college. Um, I just had a feeling that I was pregnant a couple weeks before and the pregnancy test was negative. And when I looked back, I took a pregnancy test the day I conceived. So I guess I just know how pregnant I am all the time. Anyways, so um, I had experienced spotting early on to my pregnancy and I was truly a little concerned, I guess you could say. Then we found out I actually had a tear in my placenta or right beside my placenta and it's called a subchorionic bleed and I spotted and had excruciating cramping until I was 20 weeks. Um, I did have a miscarriage before in August um, and that had kind of showed me, not showed me, but that kind of gave me the fear during Rosalie's pregnancy because it felt the exact same like those cramps and um, if you've given birth when I tell you it felt like five to six centimeter cramps um, my whole pregnancy I think that you'll understand I hope that makes sense but that's how it felt like half of my pregnancy and then as soon as we were halfway it kind of healed and went away and I was so so thankful um my entire the rest of my pregnancy was a breeze i actually went on a like a collaborated um trip we went to this amazing amazing lodge it's called the falcon crest lodge it's it's a hotel but i I don't know. I just call it a lodge because it's in the name. Um, but we actually ended up going there and traveling without the kids. It was so nice. It was the best weekend ever. We call like we just went on a baby moon. It was so fun. So the rest of my pregnancy was good enough that we could travel five, six hours away from home. Um, so anyways, let's flash forward to the actual birth because the rest of my pregnancy was really uneventful and we didn't find out the gender. I always had a feeling it was a girl, but we didn't find out that find out the gender so um it was a Friday and I was sending the kids to my in-laws because me and my midwives made a plan to um go into a hotel do the sweeps try to get me into labor and um if you don't know what a sweep is it's a membrane sweep if your cervix is open enough they can sweep around the like the sack the baby's in and try to get you into labor um and Tristan was away at school, so he was always two hours away from me. Zendaya's birth was only three hours. My midwives are an hour away from me. So if you kind of put that all together, <laughs> um, if my birth was faster with Rosalie, it, he wouldn't have made it. So we were planning on, um, I did have a lot of contractions and Braxton Hicks and a lot of the t- from basically 37 weeks on I thought I was going into labor um for about six hours at a time I'd have contractions and nothing and so it was super odd and we just decided like my body seems to be telling us if we're ready I was 39 weeks Maverick and Zendaya were born at 39 weeks so we figured you know what 
if the sweeps don't put me into labor, I wasn't ready. Um, so anyways, we dropped the kids off at my in-laws. Thank God for them. They are amazing. Um, and then we had dinner and a movie on Friday night and then Saturday, we headed to the hotel. Um, we met with the midwives first. She checked me and she said that I was one to two centimeters dilated, but she said my cervix was so soft that I basically would have faced as soon as the baby's head put pressure on. So, um, that was really good news. She did a sweep and we basically, um, if you're from Canada, I don't know if this is in the States, but my favorite breakfast place ever is called Cora's. So we went to Cora's for breakfast and then we went to the mall and walked around um, until about 3.30 um, because hotels you can't check in until about 4. So we waited until then, got the hotel, checked in, got all, all of our birth supplies. We didn't tell the hotel we were planning on having a home birth there. Um, so we snuck everything in. Not that it's illegal or anything, but we just, we did want them in our business. Um, and then the midwife came again that night and she checked me and said I was about three to four centimeters dilated, which I was so happy about, gave me another sweep and we did do castor oil. But here's the thing. I was worried about meconium. Um, so if you don't know what that is, it's like the thick black baby poop. It's from like eating their own, like their hair falls out in the womb and then they eat that in the, and the fluid and they poo or they don't, sorry, they don't poop, but they pee and they're eating all of that. And so their first poop is called meconium. I don't even know if I'm saying that right, but, um, some people say that if you have castor oil, it puts your body into distress and it can make the baby poop. Um, but my midwife had showed me some studies that most of the time it's because the people when they're doing uh, castor oil, it's because they've had, um, they've gone overdue and most people don't use castor oil properly. You're supposed to take one tablespoon per four hours and it doesn't like, it doesn't make you like have diarrhea and it doesn't give you upset stomach or anything. Um, and it was actually a really good experience and I didn't have any of those gross symptoms because I took it in the actual dose you're supposed to. So anyways, after my second sweep, I took some of that and um, we just stayed up late having fun, watching movies, hanging out. And then in the morning, um, I was so upset. I was like sure that I was going to have a baby. I had contractions basically from the first sweep. I would have like constant contractions and cramps, but they were never um, on time, but they were definitely more painful than a Braxton Hick. Um, if that even makes sense. Um, if you've had babies before, you'll know exactly what I mean. Um, so my midwife actually came uh, Sunday morning, gave me a sweep, um, told us to kind of hang out um, in Edmonton if we wanted, but truthfully just go home, have fun. And um, we, since we were planning a hotel birth, I was really disappointed because, um, I just, I wanted a home birth, but because we went to the hotel, we were like, you know what, we can make this work. Um, if we meet at a hotel and it can be a little bit more controlled, but my body obviously was not ready. And it, it was not, I was sad because I didn't go into labor and have a baby, but we made, I promised myself and Tristan that we would make the most out of the weekend. So we hung out at West Edmonton Mall. We we went on all sorts of walks. We went out for dinner. We went out for breakfast. And we also went to the arcade there, which was so much fun. So even though a baby wasn't brought into our arms, we did have a really amazing date weekend. So I was really thankful we got two date weekends in the last month of my pregnancy. That's kind of all I could ask for. And I felt really grateful. Um, so I ended up going home. I had a really good cry, not gonna lie. I got myself chocolate, had a good bath, had a little bit of a cry, and then we went. I went to bed early. But then I woke up around 
I want to say 10 p.m. and I had like cramps and they were pretty strong and so um it was just I'm not sure if it was because I had to cry like seriously during the end of my pregnancy if I cried I would just start cramping and having contractions and they say that there's a correlation from like your hormones (laughs) um but anyway so I was crying and Tristan suggested going for a walk and oh my goodness my contractions started getting closer together they're probably they were every four minutes apart um and lasting a minute and a half and I was like oh my gosh maybe I'm gonna go into labor tonight so I texted my midwife just let her know and um I ended up not going back to bed until one in the morning and then I woke I was able to sleep until four in the morning and I woke up because my moaning was woken me up I was like I seriously woke myself up from being so loud and it was so painful like walking to the bathroom I was almost like I was crunched over and like almost like grabbing onto my I guess the best way to describe it would be like my door frame and just trying to get into a shower because I knew that would alleviate the pain I knew in my last um labors the shower helped so much so I went in there and I seriously was in the shower for two hours moaning and just like in so much pain but I wanted a natural home birth and I knew that I just needed to breathe and um I totally understand if you are not um religious or anything so this might not this part might not resonate with you but I am I have a good bunch of Christian friends who told me how they got through their natural labors and I just love hearing other people's stories and they always said that during the entire time they were laboring they were just praying and just um there were so many bible verses that I had read about giving your pain to God when you're in labor and so that was my thought process so every every single contraction I had I just thought like give it to God like it this is going to be an amazing experience like this is what my body's made to do and there's a I am not gonna I don't have the bible verse written in front of me so take what I say with a grain of salt but the verse basically says like um when you're going through this immense pain and this experience you're you're gonna come out on the other side stronger and there's gonna be this beautiful baby in front of you is basically what it says and that like ran through my mind constantly and I thought it was really beautiful and I was just so encouraged that when I'm done this hard and difficult labor I'm gonna have the most precious baby on my chest and I'm not even going to think about the pain I just went through which is so true and happened in my other two labors so that was just my thought like give it to God I will be okay everything's going to be okay and I just kept reminding myself to breathe breathe in deep with every contraction and as soon as it you kind of notice um that your contractions go in a big peak so when they get to the top of the peak um then it's like oh you can feel yourself relaxing um and so it was around i want to say seven or eight in the morning on monday and i was able to sleep for another hour and usually tristan left for work around uh, sorry, not for work. He left for school on Sunday nights, but since I was having those cramps and those contractions, he decided that it was probably best to miss school. The reason Tristan couldn't just come home every time I had a contraction or felt cramping is because if he missed more than 18 hours of school, he would get kicked out. So um, if my birth lasted more than 18 hours of schoolwork, he would have had to miss the ending of the birth because the school does not care. Um, under any circumstances at all literally at all you will get kicked out and so we had to be very like cautious and I was like no I know I'm in labor and I know I'm going to have a baby so I think it's best you stay so I was really I truthfully was thankful I went into labor Sunday night or he probably would have missed um like supporting me through my labor so anyways I'm gonna spare you the details because from um like 
nine in the morning until three in the afternoon. It was just like every five or to six minutes, just a strong contraction that I could breathe through. I could not walk through. When we went through, when we went on a walk and I had a contraction, I had to like hold onto my knees and crouch over if that gives you a visual and I had to stand there for a whole minute and a half and go through that contraction and breathe. And it was every five to six minutes. And then about four yeah, I want to say between 4 and 5 p.m. is when things really started to pick up again. Every four minutes, almost on the dot. And um, it was just so exhausting because I didn't get a ton of sleep. When I was laying down, I was still moaning. I was still feeling those those contractions. It didn't matter if I was in the bath, in the shower, laying down, going for a drive, going for a walk. It didn't matter what position I was doing. Um, it was very painful. And so that's kind of how I knew I was in actual labor. I was in contact with my mom, my sister, um, my girlfriend, and my mother-in-law, and just like giving them a little bit of a play-by-play every couple hours. And um, by... I think I want to say 9 or 10 p.m. I had called my midwife and I was like I just can't keep doing this like it was so exhausting at that point I had been in labor for 24 hours and I was like this this is just too much and I just I feel like things just need to get checked out I wasn't um I wasn't concerned as if something was like an emergency and not right I just when your contractions are doing that when they're um going from one extreme like every four minutes, super heavy on the dot, every minute and a half, and then transitioning to like a lighter contractions every six minutes. Um, My midwife was saying, um, it's usually when the baby's head is trying to find how to uh, descend. And it was just so frustrating because I knew I was five to six centimeters on Sunday when she checked me in the morning and it was Sunday night. And I'm like, okay, how, how much longer could I possibly labor for? Like, let's be real. I've been laboring for 24 hours. This is my third baby. The other labors were not this long. I was like, let's just go get checked out. So we decided to go to Tim Hortons. I grabbed myself um, a chicken noodle soup. Tristan grabbed himself a coffee. And um, let me just say, I do not, I was originally going to get a doula and I had talked to this wonderful, amazing woman. And then during my labor, I just, I could not even handle Tristan being around me. He was so sweet and just so supportive. But I was like, I love you. Please get out of my face. I know that sounds really mean, but I wanted to be by myself. And I loved, loved being at home. And so I literally did it my own for the reason that I just didn't want anyone there. (laughs) So anyways, we were driving to the hospital and things started to pick up a little bit more. We got to the hospital and um, like we obviously were in contact uh, with my midwives the whole time. So they were meeting us there. So we went to the big hospital in Edmonton and I got checked out by a doctor really quick um, just to make the process go smooth. I was about seven centimeters dilated. I cried so hard because I had been laboring for 24 hours and dilated like one or two centimeters. I was honestly so devastated. I started bawling because I was like, I wanted a home birth. I wanted a natural labor. This isn't picking up. I'm getting exhausted. And I was like, I still don't want anything like, but I was, I was seriously crying and Tristan was so supportive and so loving. And I'm so very thankful (laughs) for him. Um, and then my midwives, um, ended up just admitting me and we went into a labor and delivery room and I, I ended up asking for, um, the, it's like the gas that they give you. Um, it's, 
you just like breathe it in, breathe it out. I'm not exactly sure what it's called right now, but I asked for the gas um, for just getting through my contractions because I was getting so tired and just so emotional. It's almost like I gave up at that time, but Tristan was so encouraging. So I'm very thankful for him. Um, and then we decided to pop my water because I had a strong feeling that's why. And so we had got there and everything and it was just about midnight and it was so funny because as soon as it struck midnight it would have been rosalie's um due date like she was due on tuesday and it was monday almost midnight so we were like oh my gosh we are gonna have a baby born on their due date so um i kept laboring and everything and i was um the one really good position is sitting on the toilet sounds kind of weird but you sit on the toilet and you just labor because it brings the baby's head down because it kind of it opens up your pelvic floor I guess um in a good way for the head to kind of descend and so I was sitting there basically butt naked um which is a really sexy thing to think about (laughs) and I had my head like buried into Tristan's chest and I was just um going through the contractions and I could tell they were getting stronger and I'm pretty sure I was in transition um, about 10 minutes before then because I was like, seriously, give me an epidural. Like, I'm so done. But I knew I was in transition, which is why I was asking for an epidural. But then I moved position, sat on the toilet, um, was just had my head in Tristan's chest and he was just like rubbing my scalp, like playing with my hair and just like I was laboring through everything. It, it was that was my favorite part of my whole labor, just being so vul- vulnerable with him and just um just having him there to comfort me. And then we decided it was time to pop my water. So I got ready um, and I got on the bed, but then things started to pick up even stronger. And I was seriously so noisy. I'm so glad those rooms are basically soundproof because literally everyone on that floor would have heard me not even gonna deny it I was so noisy then we decided to pop my water because like her head was right there but she she was stuck in like the water bag kind of um and this next part will kind of tell you why so we popped my water and she instantly like was coming out and one thing that made me so mad is it didn't make me per se mad but when the midwife was taking her hand out from popping her like my water I thought her hand coming out was the baby because that's how painful it was nothing that she did like she I had the most amazing midwives my entire pregnancy but it kind of made me mad because I was like oh the baby's out and it was it was just her hand um but then within that contraction she was coming out and I just remember being able to like guide Rosalie's head out the entire time I was laboring which was such an amazing experience and um then the reason she was having a hard time descending the whole time is she was hugging her head so there like her elbows were in the way her arms were like all around her head making her bigger than she was which is why her head was having a hard time finding a place to like descend into like my cervix and just like go down and so I thought that was kind of funny because when she was Like I got her head out and then she kind of got stuck. And the reason she was stuck is because her elbows were kind of like pointing out, almost like stuck behind, like, it's kind of hard to explain. Her elbows were stuck out inside me. So it was hard to get her out. So my midwife basically had to like put her thumbs underneath her armpits to like reef her out, (laughs) which I'm very thankful about. Um, Rosalie is my smallest baby. She was seven pounds and 15 ounces and she was perfect. She was so happy. She was screaming when she was born. My other two were very quiet babies. They were just so happy to see their mom and Rosalie was loud (laughs) and um, it was just such an amazing experience 
things postpartum have been really good. They've been very busy with three under three. Breastfeeding has been amazing. I actually started um, breastfeeding Zendaya again as soon as we brought home Rosalie, which is amazing because Zendaya gained, I think, seven pounds now. And I'm recording this when Rosalie is two, not quite two months old. So um, yeah, I, I seriously love loved my birth. That was my favorite one, even though it was like 26 hours long. Um, and like delivering the placenta and everything was awesome. It's still in my freezer. I have my placenta in my freezer and some of my friends, <laughs> I seriously, I'm like, come to my freezer, come look at this. It's so funny. Um, but yeah, so I got to be, we birthed her just after 1.30 um, on her due date. And then we were home before 4 a.m. sleeping in bed. And Tristan left that morning by, I think, 5.30, 6 in the morning to go to school. Um, so he wasn't home that <laughs> for that long after she was born. And my sister and my mom came and had a visit with me. It was so funny because my mom came over. Um, so she was born on the 24th and she came home or my mom came to visit me just a couple hours after I had gotten home. And she just basically came and scooped her up while I was sleeping and cooked and cleaned for me, brought me food. Like my mom was so helpful. And when I woke up, I looked beside me and I was like, my baby isn't there. Like what in the heck? And my mom like has a key and everything for the house, which is like how she got in. And I come out into the living room and she was holding her but I thought that was so funny. Um, but yeah, so that is my birth story with Rosalie. And um, the, we just, we thought of her name about halfway through my pregnancy. And we're like, if this is a girl, this is what we're going to name her. And her middle name is Alice Mary. So my sister McKenna, her middle name is Alice. And she is named after my great grandma. So my great grandma's name is Alice and it's spelled A-L-Y-C-E. That's just how it's spelt in our family, which is why Rosalie's middle name is spelt like that. And Alice, um, my mom's name is Allison and she was named after her. So that would have been her grandma, Alice. So it's named after my sister, my um, great grandma and my mom. And then Tristan's mom's name is Mary. So it, she's Rosalie's named after both of her grandmas. And my, my grandma's middle name is Mary. And it's um, a middle name that a lot of my cousins have. And it was also one of my great grandma's names. So it was just kind of like a huge family middle name spiel going on. And of course she has her dad's last name. All of the kids have their dad's last name. Um, so that's how my birth went. That's how my pregnancy went. Breastfeeding is doing good. And that's how we chose her name. So thank you so much. If you listen to this, I know it was kind of like a long, long podcast. This is pretty unedited. Um, I wanted it to be real. And even though it's not a perfect podcast, it's me just being real. So I hope you have a wonderful day. Let me know if you've listened to this because it really encourages me to seeing you guys listen to this kind of stuff and love on it. So I hope you have a wonderful day.